Hi there. Welcome to the Spot Actor Podcast. I'm Dr. Trevor Cates. On today's podcast, we're discussing healing approaches to Crohn's and ulcerative colitis. These are very debilitating diseases that many people have and are are feeling like there are no solutions for them. So I wanted to have my guest on today to help people on their healing journey. My guest is Dane Johnson. He is a speaker, author, and holistic nutritionist who naturally recovered from a near-death experience battling Crohn's disease and ulcerative colitis. He is the founder of Crohn's Colitis Lifestyle and co-founder of the nonprofit eFund Your Health with the mission to empower the Crohn's colitis community and bring alternative options to our healthcare system. Dane used a combination of healing approaches to eliminate his symptoms, medication use, avoid all surgeries, and regain 55 pounds of lean body mass that he had lost. He now helps others suffering from Crohn's colitis to do the same through his SHIELD program. In this interview, Dane shares his healing journey and struggles with his health and his skin, and then explains how he was able to overcome these challenges despite what doctors told him, and how he continues to help others with Crohn's and ulcerative colitis on their healing journey. So please enjoy this interview. Dane, it's so great to have you on my podcast. Welcome. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. Yeah, so I want you to start off by telling your story because you've had quite the healing journey. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's um, it's a funny story of the worst thing ever happening to me. I'm considering the best thing that ever happened to me now. And it's a, um, a story of, of self-belief, really, and an irony. You know, for me, I had major gut health issues. I was diagnosed with uh, originally something called ulcerative colitis. Then I was diagnosed with something called Crohn's disease. And then the doctors didn't know what it was from there. Crohn's, colitis, ulcerative colitis with gastritis, and everyone had an opinion. So I just started calling it Crohn's disease and ulcerative colitis. The irony was is that when I was diagnosed, I had just achieved a new career, leaving the IT industry uh, to become a full-time model. So I was lucky enough where I was able to travel the world and work for a variety of brands shooting their, their clothing lines. And that to me at a young age was such an exciting thing. I mean, for a 20-something year old person to be able to travel the world and, and get flown everywhere and, and make make good money and have that experience. To me, it was it was like a dream come true. And uh, the universe had intended me not to have that experience perfectly because r- five months after I be I, I signed with my first big agency, I I had my first major flare of Crohn's disease. And it started taking over my life pretty much throughout my early mid in late 20s, my, my 20s, I was dealing with severe um, Crohn's colitis that nearly killed me eventually. So by the time I was 27, I was in a hospital for about six weeks. I was unable to take in food. Uh, antibiotics weren't working. I was on four different antibiotics. Prednisone was no longer working. I was on 200 milligrams of infused prednisone every day with the four antibiotics. I was on TPN, which is a feeding tube they put you on because I could no longer eat. So they were infusing food into uh, me through my my left uh, bicep right through there was where they uh, put it in. 
And I was also starting to lose my mind because I was on three grams of Dilaudid, which for people who don't know is a, um, uh, it's like morphine, but seven times stronger. And I was, oh man, I was just really, uh, a lot of other stuff, you know, ambient and all these things. So I was having psychotic breakdowns. So that was the climatic part. But what happened was, is, uh, I got diagnosed with this disease, and for anyone who out there doesn't know, Crohn's disease and ulcerative colitis is an autoimmune disease that infects the gastrointestinal tract. Crohn's disease infects the entire GI tract, while ulcerative colitis is usually located just to the large intestine and colon. And it basically uh, eliminates your ability to eat food and digest food and causes a vicious cycle within your GI tract, including um, uh, internal bleeding, uh, a breakdown of the mucosal lining, so your ability to digest that food, um, undigested food particles leaking into your system, which causes immune system reactions and all these systems. So imagine, you know, I, I dropped down to 120 pounds from my normal 180. I, I couldn't really walk. I couldn't sleep. I couldn't, I went to the bathroom probably 30 times a day, um, blood every time. So I was extremely anemic, losing massive amounts of blood. Uh, vomiting, brain fog to where I couldn't even hear people or, or think. I was, uh, you know, on so many drugs. I was on immunosuppressant drugs and immunomodulators like Intivio, Humira, and uh, Methotrexate and 6MP. And I was on prednisone on and off for four or five years. And I was, um, I was on like like five ASAs, like five A, uh, Lyota and Asacol, and I was on many different antibiotics like Cipro. And it just kept getting worse and worse and worse. And I think that's why one of the uh, more famous people who've written about this, Elaine Godshall, calls her book Breaking the Vicious Cycle. It truly is a vicious cycle. So on one hand, I was um, uh, this model from a small town. I, I was raised in a farm town where no one had done anything like that. And um, now I was living in Los Angeles and New York and Miami, and I was, I was uh, working in Europe, and I was... It just had this major irony where I just felt like my life was being taken from me. I, uh, and it was very hard. I was depressed. I was upset. I was very angry at God or the universe or whatever had put me in this position because when I was young, I, I, you know, when I was 18, I was studying to be a personal trainer. You know, I was getting rid of sugar and, and, and Coca-Cola. I mean, I still wasn't eating that great compared to now and what I know now. But I always had major ambitions for my life. I always invested in my future as a young man, um, even though I didn't like school and things like that. And I was just so angry that it had come to be taken from me in a way that I didn't feel I deserved. So my story was one where I was ashamed that this was a bowel issue. And it was ironic to me that I, my new career that I created was <laughs> to look good. So I was very angry. And we went through all the conventional medicine and the doctors just eventually just said, you're going to be on these drugs for, quote unquote, the foreseeable future. And the next step is surgery where we're going to cut out your colon and we're going to give you a J pouch, which is to build you a new colon after a year of having a bag attached to your stomach where your bowel movements will go through that bag. You will no longer you know, sit on a pot. You'll just go through that that bag. And then maybe one day, if you're lucky, we'll have a reverse surgery to create you a new colon so you can actually use a restroom like a normal person. I was 24 when they proposed this. So, you know, <laughs> I no one in my family had been sick. You know, we were all healthy people. And um, 
that to me was unacceptable. And I, I, I thank God that I'm such a stubborn person and I never, I, I never took authority too seriously. <laughs> it got me in a lot of trouble, but school, doctors, people trying to tell me what life is and what reality is, I, I always kind of just rolled my eyes a little bit. You know, I had a little bit of an ego about it, but I think that allowed me to have the courage to start saying, doctor, let me see what I can do. And who was I? You know, and this is a big point I want to make to anyone out there who's who's struggling with health and hearing something that they they believe deep down might be false is how is it that a 24 year old kid with a personal training degree could get results healing himself naturally that conventional medicine said wasn't possible. And that was something that I dared to try. I dared to say and think and believe that my doctor didn't truly know what I was capable of doing or what my body was capable of doing. And so I, I chose to believe in that. So my story, my story really started after a great deal of pain. And usually pain is a catalyst, everyone. So I think that if you're going through a lot of pain, you could, that could be the very thing that gives you the best life you ever deserved. It's the law of relativity. Um, through that pain, I started to believe in myself. And I started reading insatiably about natural medicine. I went back to school for natural medicine, getting a holistic nutrition degree. And I started allowing myself to be my own best doctor. And what I mean by that is I didn't, I didn't just think that no one else knew and I, would, I was the best and I knew everything. I chose to be the CEO of my health. So I chose to see my doctor and everyone who was going to be around me as consultants. And they worked for me in my LLC called Dane Johnson's Health Enterprises. And I chose to accept what I wanted and I cherry picked from everybody. And over the years, um, I, you know, when I had my most climatic flare, I nearly died in that hospital and I checked myself out because the doctors couldn't do anything for me. After about six or seven weeks, I had to go on a bunch of drugs to get myself enough stable where I was conscious. And I, you know, <laughs> my family, I talked to them all and I said, we're just going to wheelchair out of this place and I'm going to go sit on this couch and figure it out. So I spent a year housebound um, after leaving the hospital, and it took me about six weeks to be able to get around and move. You know, so I was bed rested for about four to six weeks. You know, I basically watched everything on Netflix. If it's on Netflix, I think I've seen it. And I, I, um, my family took time from living with me. They lived on the East Coast. I was in California, so they would trade off coming and sleeping on my couch and just taking care of me, making food for me, helping me get dressed, helping me, you know, I was pretty helpless. And um, luckily I had enough experience with natural medicine at that point where I started working with my naturopath professor and other people and I started reading insatiably and I started building my own personalized program that I later uh, called SHIELD. And I uh, spent about eight months until I started getting out and, and accepting work again and, and trying to go after my career. I had a really strong why I wanted my career back in the modeling and acting industry. And then it, after about a year, I felt comfortable enough to really start traveling a little bit and, and doing stuff. So in that year, I was able to uh, eliminate all drug use. I was able to avoid all surgeries. I was able to uh, get a green light from my doctor at the time that it was okay. My blood work looked great. My uh, I did a sigmoidoscopy at, at the time, which I'm not a big fan of, um, and that showed a roughly about a 75% decrease in disease. And I um, 
gained about 60 pounds of, of lean body weight back, you know? So it was, it was this triumph and, uh, you know, I didn't have 30 years of medical experience. I didn't have a doctorate in gastrointelligible health. I didn't really have, uh, much except the will and tenacity to start studying the power of the human body. And since then, I dedicated my time to empowering others with Crohn's disease and ulcerative colitis to find their personal healing solution. Wow, what an amazing journey. And I, I know I've, I've heard a bit about your story before, and it's amazing to hear that full story. And and I know people could go to your social media, like Instagram, and see some of your before and after pictures. I mean, it's it's also, I know hearing your story is incredible, but also seeing some of the before and after pictures are pretty amazing too. And, and you also struggle with a lot of skin issues along the way too, right? Yes, absolutely. And um, I, I, social media for everyone out there is such a gift to be able to connect with others and really share a story and an idea and be able to gain faith. Because when I was doing this, I just didn't have anybody. I had no one. I had no, you know, Jordan Rubin, if anyone knows who that was, his books were such a savior for me to give me just a, a sense of belief that someone else had accomplished what I was trying to do. And at the time, uh, it was... One of the other hard things was my skin had, had completely been devastated by cystic acne. So I didn't really have much acne growing up. I had great skin and, you know, it served me well as uh, as a model. And in my career, not, having bad skin is like a death sentence for, for your career as a model. You can just, you're not going to be able to go far. And I was doing underwear modeling and swimsuit modeling and, and you know, you know, usually you're agent will find whatever jobs, but I was tending to book jobs like that. So it was devastating. I mean, at one point I was booked for a, uh, a, um, a, a sunblock, uh, commercial and print shop in Puerto Rico. They flew me out to Puerto Rico and I was, I was, my skin was so bad. I had massive cystic acne all over my chest, all over my back and to the point where it would bleed. You know, it would pop, bleed. It was very gross, nasty, and hurt. It would be like sores. And they were all up my neck. They were starting to come on the temples. Luckily, I didn't have too much of my face. But they were coming right around here. They were all over chest, all over there. And I was so scared um, that they would just fly me back home for this job. And my agent would potentially just, uh, you know, uh, just cut me, you know, and not, not have me on the roster anymore. And... Uh, that was my biggest fear. So I hid it from my agencies for years, all my skin problems and all the Crohn's disease and ulcerative colitis. I eventually broke down and told my, my main agent one day. But um, how could I, after I started losing weight, it was pretty obvious. But uh, I, I went on set and I would go to set about an hour before call time. And the, the hair and makeup guy was Marilyn Manson's hair and makeup guy. So I was lucky enough that this guy knew how to do hair and makeup. I mean, anyone who's seen Marilyn Manson, this guy has tons of powder everywhere. You don't even, I don't even know what he looks like. If he passed me in the street, I have zero clue what he looks like, right? That's how good his makeup is. And, and I was like, man, you got to help me out. Took off my shirt. And he's like, I got you. This guy painted me because <laughs> I had to do this shoot with in, in swimsuit running across the beach. And it's very close up and everything. And he just painted my body so that you couldn't see it as much. I mean, and this and this shoot was in uh, uh, was in uh, Cosmo and, and GQ and stuff like that, and, and this ad was. So it was, 
it, it, you know, when I see it these days, I laugh because I'm sitting here with a smile running and no one understands the dramatic situation I was in. I was super scared for my career. I didn't even know I was going to the bathroom 20 times a day. I could hardly stand those massive steroids. And yet I was still booking these jobs. And I think I don't even know how I did it. I think it's because I was more of a comedian than a model. I was really good in casting rooms. I was really good at connecting like sales and stuff. But, uh, you know, I was sitting there. So my skin was a massive issue for years where I got away as a as a model with these major, major issues. And I didn't know what to do. I used every every cream at, you know, I could find on the Internet and CVS. And I just tried everything. I was washing it twice a day. Um, I, you know, I just didn't know where to go. I was staying out of the sun and using all those acids they talk about on, online. So, uh, which then led me into finally realizing the body's power to heal from within. And what I learned about skin is it's truly, um, it's an organ and it's, it, for me, it was an internal issue. And when I fix that internal issue to this day, I mean, my skin looks great. I don't get pretty much any acne. I don't have any scarring, luckily. And, you know, it's almost like it was, it was never there. Yeah, it's amazing how our skin is this outer reflection of what's going on inside. And I mean, you experience that firsthand. A lot of people don't realize that until and you know that and the typical approach to dermatology so let's cover it up let's suppress it let's figure out how to just what topical steroid what antibiotic do you need not really getting to what's going on underneath which for in your case it was more of the medications you were on uh, than than anything else, but I'm sure you were n nutritionally deficient and you had gut uh, dysbiosis issues that were all playing a role in in your skin problems. Yeah. So and I gosh, I can only imagine, Dane, how how this was emotionally for you to 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 go through all this. And yeah, yeah it must have been really a struggle because especially in the career that you had, being such such you know it's all about looks. And then, um, and I, and I do want to just make a comment about what you said about how talented makeup artists are, because I, I just want to remind people for a moment too what you see in magazines and on TV isn't necessarily what people look like. Right. So you, you definitely got to experience that firsthand of what that was like. Yeah. Oh, hugely. You know, I don't I can't even hardly look at pictures anymore or magazines because I just know what goes into it to make them. Even selling clothes online. Got, got, anyone who's buying clothes online, you know, those models are so pinned. They are pinned up. They What they do is you sit there and they pin you all the way in the back to make the shirt perfect. Then they turn you around. They pin you all the way in the front. <laughs> so to make everything, you know, and then the skin, you know, the makeup and then the lights and then the Photoshop and all that. It's a it's a it's a painting. Um, all, most of it. So everyone don't allow what you're seeing in magazines and online to reflect what you think is actually going on with people. I mean, you know, just for example, I would sometimes do um, like a fitness shoot where I did with, with men's health and I would try to get, you know, I would dehydrate myself and they'd pay for me to get a, uh, um, a fake tan and then I'd come on set and then they'd put makeup on uh, my face and they'd even maybe blotch some of my abs and make them, you know, more contrasty when the light pops and flashes in the picture and you're taking that picture a hundred times and they choose one, you know, and the next day I'm stuffing my face of this, that and the other and you drink a soda and you go outside and you're all bloated and big and 
things. Like you did that picture yesterday and this is what you look like today. Um, so there's a lot of manipulation and I think it's part of the health or fitness era. Everyone, just because someone looks fit does not mean they're healthy. And, you know, I've been done many segments and many fitness situations where I was anemic. My CBC count was terrible. I was uh, having massive calprotectin inflammation or uh, C-reactive protein inflammation. And yet I'm sitting here in a fitness magazine or I'm looking good in these clothes and I look skinny and I look good, so to speak. But it's not the, the, the case in point. Um, so, you know, emotionally I was suffering. I was isolating myself. I was starting to feel like a sick person. One thing I work on with my clients is once we get their symptoms down, I, I try to build a regimen that helps them purge trauma of being a disabled person, being someone who cannot eat, cannot go out, uh, cannot, uh, uh, have ever have any energy, chronic fatigue. And that does something to your psyche as a human being that you are no longer strong. You are weak. And you were disabled and you can't do like everyone else. You And then eventually it feels like you don't deserve to live like everyone else. You don't, maybe you don't deserve love. Maybe you don't de, uh, deserve this the career or success. And for me, I had such a strong spirit when I started this because no one found me in a mall to make me a model. No one, you know, put me in the gym two hours a day, six days a week. You know, I actually, the first time I tried most things in life, I was told no. You know, first time I tried out for a basketball team, they said, no, you're not good enough. First time I tried modeling, they said, nope, you're not good enough. First time I started exercising a, as a personal trainer, nope, you're, you're not strong enough. It was always, I had a lot of barriers that were not given to me. I was not one of those cases, people, where I just walked down the street and someone said, you're amazing. We're going to make you a star. Like that was not it for me. I have hustled. I have earned everything I had in my life. Nothing has been given to me, you know, and it is been um, it has made me extremely strong. And I'm so grateful for that, because when Crohn's came my way, which has been my biggest battle yet, I I had the will. I had enough of that to believe that I was meant to be a strong person. I was a strong person, you know, and I and so I was old enough where I just had become enough of a man where I could really just drive home what I knew to be true. So emotionally, it was killing and it was disabling me. But I use things like exercise and trying to say, OK, this is where my this is what weights I could lift before I got sick. My, I'm not healthy until I can lift the same. So it was like three years later that I got my bench press up to 315 pounds after nearly dying. So I get, gained 60 pounds and I got strong again. And it wasn't, it was ego, but it was also, I knew I needed to see that my body could get as strong as it used to be. And, um, and so I did things like that. I started running and started running four or five miles straight. I uh, started traveling. I've you know been all over to Europe and Asia and stuff like that. I I would I've eaten every terrible food you can imagine since I've been healed. I've had uh, large Papa John's pizzas to myself. I've had twelve packs of beer to myself. I've eaten massive amounts of candy. Anything not because it's good for me, but be, I believe that there's a certain time and place to start purging the idea that you can't do something, and replace it with you don't want to do something. So I think that a, one big problem right now in in uh, in our in our health movement is we are not addressing the idea that people are saying I'm going to eat this way out of fear of this disease or out of fear of this uh, lifestyle or this reality. So I'm going to keep myself in this box. I'm so I can't I can't come out of this box. And I actually ask people and drive people to when you feel stable, when you have your shield, 
you jump out that box and you play around in the dirt and then you and you make sure that you can can maintain yourself and keep yourself and that will that's ways that you can start experiencing ways to purge the trauma you've been through with skin conditions or Crohn's disease or things like that um, is you have to realize that you're no longer sick and that comes through experience not just talk yeah and I, it's definitely something I've I've talked to my patients about where they were saying I think I'm really healthy now because I'm avoiding all these things and I feel good and you know I'm eating and they're eating a really strict diet or and I I'm like, no, you're not done healing yet until you can get to the point where you can actually have some of that. Now, of course, there are things like people have allergies and they'll have you know anaphylactic reactions to things. Of course, you know, life or death yeah. kind of things. And of course, uh, I mean, but I think there are some people that are, are have limited their diet so much and are so restricted, they're still not healed yet. They still need to work on their gut or what, you know nutritional deficiencies, addressing and uh, detoxing. There are a lot of different things that maybe are there. And so I'll keep working with my patients to make sure that they get to the point where if they do, if they are traveling and they accidentally have a little bit of dairy or something that hopefully they're not going to have these kind of crazy reactions, that's a great sign that your body has healed and that it's in a better place because life does happen and to have a little bit of sugar every now and or something, again, if you have a severe allergy, of course, that's not that's a different thing. But I think I think there's definitely something to what you're saying. But I think, of course, I mean, I would not, you know, eat a bunch of candy or do something like that just because I know how it makes me feel. Like I wouldn't. I just make that choice because I love the way I feel when I eat healthy. And so I don't. I look at stuff. And I'm, you know, I look at a piece of cake. Sometimes there's a really delicious looking piece of chocolate cake. Sometimes I'll be like, okay, I know I might break out in a pimple tomorrow. It might be worth it. <laughs> but at the same time, sometimes I'm like, you know what? It's it's really not worth it. And, and it also depends on what it is. If it's a super processed something or other, I just don't even bother. But I think I think there definitely is something to that. Is is be having a certain amount of resilience. And I like that you call it shield. So tell everybody more about what you what actually did work for you what did you do and what are you now helping others do to help along the same path of, of healing yeah 100 percent. and one thing i just want to put a little button on what you said is i just want to make sure everyone knows that i i don't eat those things just like you because it's not worth it to me it's not because i can't because i i'm talking about proving yourself that you can you have the ability to I just don't, I don't value it. Like gluten and, and refined sugars and these processed foods, they just, they make me feel like crap. And I think everyone deep down the human spirit's want, desire is for higher experience. And when we realize that when you become your healthiest self, your most empowered self, you have the highest experience that you are capable of in that moment. So it's like pedal to the metal on your life when you choose to invest in yourself. It's not a sacrifice. Your diet is not a sacrifice. It's an investment. That's the big change. So thank you because I think we're on the same page there. You're awesome. High five virtually. Um, <laughs> the Okay, so shield. So when I started, when I healed, when I got to the point, the word heal and cure those are just tough words. Everyone wants to put them in boxes. I don't even believe in the word cure. I think it's a f false fear word that has no value. But when I got to where I was and I said, how did I go from completely disabled on these drugs with, with a, this you know sentence from every white coat in, in Southern California saying that I had to get uh, surgery or be on these drugs to 
I'm on no drugs and I'm feeling great and I've got my career back and I'm looking, you know, I feel good, I look good, I'm, I'm running and working out and I'm traveling. It wasn't perfect, but how did I get here? Because that to that was something real, you know? Perfection is a perception, right? And I, I realized that it was a lot of things and it wasn't just one thing, it was everything combined. See, I didn't work for a year. My, I was getting paid in the currency of health. My day-to-day -day was to figure out how to get myself healthy, and I realized there were different aspects of that, mental, uh, spiritual, physical, and there were many things I, I did. So what I realized is I said, okay, diet matters, and what I ate, and there were layers to the diet, uh, but what that mattered, but it wasn't everything. It didn't just it wasn't, didn't get me where I was. Supplements mattered, but it wasn't everything. Herbs mattered. It wasn't everything. My mindset changed. My perception of the investment in my life, my understanding of energy changed everything. My imagination of who I wanted to be and why I was doing this, why, you know, about my career and my life and my family and my future. And my exercise, changing from exercising for fitness to exercising for health, I got a, I got a change there. And then my lifestyle, I realized was big, you know, learning how to be organized and clean and, and identify positive and negative energy. I realized that it was all these things that really helped me. It wasn't just one. So I realized that I was actually doing all of those things and I was stacking them like compound interest on every day. And it was all of them combined into a daily consistent protocol that was simplified in a regimen that actually freed up my time, that actually empowered me, that I now believe not only just in my health, but my ability to build a business, my ability to build a relationship, my ability to manifest in this life. I believe I found the key or the I, I, I had finally experienced manifestation and it's really just an abundance of energy and energy and the purpose of this conversation is anything that makes you feel. So uh, it was uh, so I was sitting there in my room and I was thinking, what do I want to do? I don't want to put people in boxes. I don't want to say it has to be a vegan diet. It has to be a paleo diet. It has to be low FODMAP. It has to be SED. It has to be these supplements. It has to be this energy. I just I, I didn't I wanted to empower people to make it for them. Um, and I didn't want to get in that stupid argument of, is it, 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 this is the best diet and that's the best and this doesn't work and that doesn't work. It's all, it, it just brings us farther apart and we need something that brings us together. So I called it shield. And for me, I was, I asked myself, you know, what was I doing? I was, I was building my defense. I wasn't curing myself. I wasn't finding the perfect answer for everybody. I was finding my answer, what worked for me, what, what allowed me to manifest a great energy. And it was my shield in life against Crohn's because I always imagined I was boxing Crohn's, you know, and it was just knocking me out every day, but I just learned how to duck and that was lifestyle. And I learned how to move my feet. And that was my imagination and my, my herbs, you know, and I learned how to throw a right hook and that was my, the supplements and diet. And so, um, I, I called it shield is building my shield. And that was an acronym for supplements, herbs, imagination, exercise, lifestyle, and diet. So what I help people do is I help them build their own personalized shield program and why I love it. And I think it's really the, the, the seed of my, what I'm going to share in this world is I'm not trying to be the answer for people. I'm allowing people to be their own answer, but I'm being a consultant, a catalyst for them to simplify the energy and momentum and the ideas out there and how they can apply it to their personal life. So, you know, I talk about food philosophy. I don't talk about diet. I talk about uh, what supplements could be and why and I try to educate them on supplements and not just tell them you have to take this product. I tell them this is the benefit and this is the negative or it's obvious I, you, we think you should take it. You have to rebuild your microbiome, for instance. 
you know, in herbs and then imagination, you know, what, what drives you, who do you want to be? And the funny thing is, is once my clients start getting results, it's almost like a running river. All I got to do is sit back and smile and nod because they now have felt the power of self-empowerment. They're getting, uh, they're looking better. Their skin looks better. Their energy's up. They making more clear and concise decisions about school or relationships or career. They're be they're becoming excited about life. They're getting on the phone and tell me everything that's good. And I'm going, yeah, huh? Mm -hmm. And it wasn't like I did it. It was just I was a catalyst to get to empower them and do a little bit of hand holding until they were able to walk and run and sprint. And some of them are getting healthier than me. You know, I'm like, okay, you got it down. Um, and, and so it's really empowering people. And it's funny cause I'm now in the process of, of, uh, publishing my online program with coaches and the coaches, and this is what I'm so excited about the coaches who are going to be working with people as I've been working with people are all people who came to me, who are suffering, who were stuck, who were on chronic, uh, drug use. They're now been, um, you know, without symptoms and hit all of their goals for at least six, eight months, some of them over a year. And those are going to be the people who are now helping other people do the same. So the coaches you'll be working with are people who have Crohn's disease, have ulcerative colitis, have been in a dark space and have gotten great results. I mean, to me, that relatability uh, is so important. The biggest thing I offer to people is really relatability. I've been there. I know what they're going through. And that's something the doctors can't do. And that's why I think doctors and coaches should combine their forces. And, uh, and secondly, is I'm helping people take the worst thing that ever happened to them and now create a second career where they can work for themselves. They can make as much money as they want. They can do something of high impact. They can continue to learn and invest and get paid to make themselves healthier. Like their job is to make themselves as healthy as possible and then blog about it and write about it and coach about it and make a career out of this. So it's really the, the my idea is, how, you know, usually in life you can take the worst thing that ever happened to you and you can make it one of the best things because pain is a teacher and pain is the root cause of purpose. No one had great purpose without great pain. Think of Nelson Mandela, think of uh, Martin Luther King, think of, I mean, anybody who's done something great usually stemmed from great pain. So great pain is the law of relativity can come great purpose. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, that's amazing. And I, and I do want to um, call out to the fact that you did mention doctors in this. So it's not that, because I know you had a difficult time with doctors that didn't have answers for you. And I, and I think that I, I do want to say that I think that conventional medical doctors, they're, they're doing what they're, they've been trained to do. And, and it's not that it's their fault. It's that they're definitely with the conventional medical model that there are limitations. It definitely can save yes. people's lives. Emergency rooms are great and surgeries and medications can save lives. But there comes a point when we need to look to the root causes. We need to look how we can support the body without just continuing to suppress and to ignore the signs the body is giving us. So that's what you're saying, I believe, is that it, like, let's look for the solutions. You're you're in charge of your own health. You can look for those. You've got tools to do that. You can also work with doctors, especially more of the integrative-minded ones, naturopathic doctors and functional medicine doctors, because those doctors are going to help with finding the tools, like tests, to find out exactly what microbiome dis or dysbiosis issues you have or nutritional deficiencies, hormonal imbalances, all the different things that could be going on um, that be could be playing a role. But then you also have the coaches, like you're saying, that provide the support because doctors don't always have time to hold people's hand along the journey, right? So it's, it's really both. That's it. And that's why I think it, it's going 
for me, I've been acting um, a, a little bit in, in multiple roles where I partnered up with a, a practitioner, a nurse, uh, a nurse practitioner who allowed me where I could start using um, or, or the company could start using lab work and, and start looking at the microbiome and doing GI tests and organic acid tests and, and weed tumors and delayed food allergy tests and all these things to start getting some North Star ideals. So I do think functional medicine has been a big part of it. And you're absolutely right. Conventional medicine saved my life. If I wasn't in those emergency rooms, if I wasn't there, I wouldn't be alive. It's, it's certain. So I don't condemn it. And I don't condemn even the doctors. I don't think the doctors, there are a lot of ignorant doctors towards what the body is capable of doing. You know, like I look at the doctor sometimes and I go, you realize that if you cut your arm, your body will have a conscious understanding that that cuts there and go and heal it with you have nothing to do with it. You know, your body is consciously always wearing to heal and to say that natural medicine, it doesn't work is like is to deny your own divine existence. It's the most ludicrous, idiotic stupid thing I've ever heard in my life. And I knew that at 24, you might know a thousand times things more than me, doctor, but your uh, inability to accept that is, is, is ridiculous. It's beyond uh, idiotic. And so the doctors, I think that they're in a system that, that imprisons them and they can't, and they don't have a lot of this experience. But I think the new age doctors coming out of school right now, there's such a wave of natural medicine. I think we're going to see a lot more awareness around it. And I think it's just a little bit of pain in the healthcare system in our society, which is going to uh, create a better system than we've ever had before. I think conventional medicine and alternative medicine are going to come together to start healing massive amounts of disease and, and create a whole new world for these for us as a human species. I believe that's the future, and that's my goal is to be a catalyst. I'm you know I really want to help you know, open the eyes of what's possible. I think that's my mission in life. And it's what I do with my nonprofit. It's what I do with shield. I want to empower people and give them, give them the ability to uh, simplify and do big things and, uh, you know, get, get high on health, so to speak. Right. So you mentioned you're a nonprofit. Tell everybody about that. So my nonprofit is, is a, a little bit of a, a golden egg for me. It's been something we've been doing and, and manifesting for the last four years, but it is the first wave of funding natural medicine, funding uninsurable healthcare costs. So anyone out there who's using supplementation, organic foods, they're going to an acupuncturist or, or a lot of uh, natural medicine doctors are realizing that it's not covered by health insurance and it's a huge expense. And the average American does not have enough money to invest in this type of needed health care. So there's a big, big problem. Only the wealthy and the people with disposable income can utilize this type of medicine and it's getting more and more expensive because the best practitioners simply do not have the time to work one-on-one -on -one with someone. It's not cost effective. Guys, if you're out there, if you're looking for a private one-on-one -on -one doctor or coach, know that it is not the best business model for them and their time and their ability to be able to make an impact on the world. So it needs to be expensive for the right doctor, the person who really knows what they're doing. Um, so, it, you know, we created a system where we are using a crowdfunding uh, source or, or business model to help people raise money for uninsurable healthcare costs, and we can match dollar for dollar the money that is raised up to twenty five hundred. So if uh, if you are out there and you uh, don't have or need that financial support, you can apply for um, our program, which 
um, shows you how to crowdfund. We match dollar to dollar um, and then send it to you in a debit card so that you can go to your practitioner and have the funds and more support that you need to, to make this happen. That's great. So how do people find that? What, what's the website on that? So the name of the, uh, the nonprofit is E fund your health. It's the letter E fund your health and, uh, .com, uh, or .org. And eFund Your Health is, you know, we're still in our beta beta version right now. We're taking limited amount of people that we can help raise money for because we don't have the systems in place. Really what we need right now are people who understand the need of this and the power of this and to help donate to our internal systems. We've been bootstrapping this for three or four years and it's going to take some uh, cash flow as oxygen to be able to get this message out there and, and market this and really build the teams necessary to get the practitioners involved, to help raise money for these needed patients, and, um, and to get the team in the middle to be able to do that. So it, it's a big dream, and I know it will work, and I know it will be huge, but we're, we need some support from the community to make that happen. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, well, we'll have a link up for that um, below your interview. So, yeah, people can check it out. So, and tell everybody else how they, and, and tell people how you work. Do you work one-on-one -on -one with people? Do you work with groups? Like, how does that work now? Right now, I work one-on-one -on -one with people. So, they can, I have an application process because I need to make sure that I really feel that some certain things are connecting between me and the potential client. So they can um, apply for what I call a strategy session where we talk for 30 minutes about what you've gone through, where you've been, what your goals are, your experiences. And then we both decide if we feel we're a good fit. And if we do, then we can move forward. And usually it's around three to five months. I have some you know, package program. I have some clients I've been working with for a year and a half, two years. So it's uh, right now private consulting. I'm working on uh, getting our Shield Online program out, which is more scalable. And that's going to have what's called Crohn's Colitis University. And it is a uh, private network of people with Crohn's or colitis who can work together to help create their shields with coaches and supporters and weekly and monthly calls uh, with me and doctors and people who can start talking to the masses and groups and really come together as a team and say, let's stop bickering about what diet you're doing and what supplements you're using. And if you're doing, you know, this type of therapy or not therapy. Everyone out here, your job is to build your shield. You're the CEO of your health. Let's cherry pick from each other and find our personal solutions. So I'm excited that will be launching. I hope, guys, I hope December 1st. If you're interested in this, you're saying someone needs this, the best thing you can do right now is go to my website, Crohn'sColitisLifestyle.com, and just subscribe to the email list. That's where I'll be keeping people updated. Okay, awesome. Dane, thank you so much for coming on today and sharing all your journey and all the information. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. Keep going strong, everybody. I hope you enjoyed this interview today with Dane Johnson. To learn more about Dane, you can go to thespadoctor.com, go to the podcast page with his interview, and you'll find all the information and links there, including the link to his nonprofit. And while you're there, I invite you to join the Spot Doctor community so you don't miss any of our upcoming shows. And if you haven't done so already, I highly recommend you go to theskinquiz.com to get your free customized skin evaluation. Find out what your skin's trying to tell you about your health and what root causes, what you can do about it. Just go to 
theskinquiz.com. Also, I invite you to join me on social media, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and join the conversation there. And I'll see you next time on the Spot Doctor Podcast. Oh,